Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Crime Stoppers See It, Say It, Stop It, a podcast that brings you informed discussion about unsolved crimes, wanted persons, awareness campaigns, and how citizens can remain anonymous to keep their community safer. I'm your host, Sean Sport, and as always, I'm joined by our police coordinator, Detective Milton Ferguson from the Toronto Police Service, and Officer Martin Douglas, who is the community engagement officer for the Toronto Crime Stoppers program. Gentlemen, how's hey, it hey, going? Hey, hey, yay, hey. yay. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. How are you guys? No complaints, my brother. No complaints at all. Yeah, you know, this Christmas is around the corner. Have you guys done your shopping? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually almost there. I'm almost yeah? there. Did you guys yeah. go to the malls and the stores before lockdown, or did you guys do it all online? Online, my brother. Online. 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 <laughs> no, there's no way I'm going into a store. Uh, not only because of COVID, obviously, there's obvious reasons there, but uh, just just because of the crowds, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys that if I am shopping anywhere mm-hmm. uh, in a mall, mm-hmm. I'm going to find out online where the closest entrance is to that store. So you get in and get out. I'm like right in and right out again. Like a ninja. Like a super ninja. <laughs> like a super ninja. And, and, and for me, I enjoy people. Yeah. But I hate traffic. And I don't like crowds. Yeah, it, it's crazy or lineups. I shouldn't yeah, say yeah, crowds yeah. because if it's a concert or whatever the thing is, and we're yeah. enjoying things together, yeah. I have no issues with people. But yeah. lineups and traffic are my pet peeves. But so I here, love people. Here's a couple of secrets that I have. Well, a secret, one secret, and then one, I guess, pet peeve. If you ever go to a mall, always go to the big box stores for parking, like the Bay and whatnot, because people are always coming and going. You always find the spot. It's funny because. Uh, when we go out, not this year, but in, in years past, they would be like, why do you always go to the bay? Well, A, I like going through the bay. But secondly, I'm just like, car leaves, boom, you move in. And everyone else is on the other side getting into arguments about parking. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve is situational awareness. Like, you're all happy. You go to a mall, you're going shopping, and then all of a sudden people are going this way, that way. People are stopping. He's like, hey, did you see the stop sign? Why are you stopping? In the middle of a busy traffic area. Mm-hmm. So that's my pet peeve about uh, Christmas shopping in the mall, situational awareness. Um, so you got all your your things Not all pretty of it, much? but I don't, I, don't have, I don't have much, right? So mm-hmm. make it easy, shop online. Um, big, big box stores for sure, because you're in and out of the store yeah. without a problem, and uh, then you just get it delivered to the house, right? Gift cards. That's what I'm saying this year. <laughs> Gift cards. <laughs> the magic, but it, but it's, the magic you present right We're there. in lockdown. <laughs> Right, and the lockdown—I don't know if it continues. It doesn't continue, but people are online, gaming, shopping. Mm-hmm. So when I give them something that they're going to be able to use right now, instead of like here's new clothes or here's a new toy, people are going to be online shopping, buy whatever they want, or they're gaming, and mm-hmm. now they can you know get their gaming fix in. So that's kind of where where my mind's at. I'm totally on board with Milton gift card. I mean, not everyone's getting a gift card, but most people are getting. Oh, a gift it's card. an easy, it's a magic fix, yeah. right? Yeah, everybody loves a, a gift card. Um, you know, actually, when when you're talking about gift cards, online shopping uh, mm-hmm. reminds me of the uh, crime prevention videos that mm. some of the board members are trying to put out. So we have uh, Katrina from the board who's put out one specifically mm-hmm. to online shopping and, and and purchasing things online and yeah. how to be safe. You can find those on our YouTube page and on our website. Um, there's also uh, Jerry. <laughs> Don't be a Jerry. Don't be a Jerry. Yeah, Jerry oh, uh, from the uh, the board that uh, had uh, a uh, unfortunate situation. A very yeah, unfortunate <laughs> so situation. So very timely, but very timely, timely in the sense that now yeah. he knows what to do. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to be a Jerry anymore, even though he's 
Jerry sure. for life. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he lost his automobile. Lost and, it, uh, yeah. You know, had one of his dude, where's my car situations. Yeah. Um, even knowing that there was a solution for it yeah. in this uh, this this protective key fob box that yes. Crime Stoppers offers on their website. So definitely take a look at Jerry's video. Yes. Um, which you can find on YouTube as well. And then check out the website, 222tips.com, for how you can purchase your very own Crime Stoppers fob protection. Yes, so you don't get Lots. your car stolen. And they're doing it now yeah. through um, basically stealing the signal or copying the signal of your fob without even go- getting into your house. In this box, yeah. you put your key fob in it, close it, it protects that signal from getting out so these, these uh, thieves can't can't steal your uh, your car. There's a really cool video that's attached to, um, mm-hmm. to the advert um, showing that they don't take much time at all. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it Working doesn't. twos where one guy stands by so, your yeah. door. Yeah. Uh, he receives the signal where your fob is always talking to your car, apparently. Yeah. It's yes. always sending a signal to your car. So they intercept that signal. The individual by your car door mm-hmm. then receives that signal and knows now the fob key. Yeah, press the start button. Yeah. yeah. And all they got to do is just step into the vehicle once the door un- unlocks and they can start your key and then they would just, I guess, remake yeah. your fob. Yeah. Right? No windows broken. Nothing. No noise. Yeah. Nothing. They're in and they're gone. Less than a minute. Yeah. It's quick. It's, you know, not to give, you know, some credit to these bad guys, but I mean, very innovative, right? And when you think about how do you get that idea um, to take a car, but, you know, just like with anything, there's always, you know, you put out, you put out new currency and within, you know, days, weeks, whatever it is, organized crime has it counterfeited, right? Right. So we always have to start thinking of these preventative measures and what we can do. And, and, you know, it's almost a good thing that they've figured out this idea because now, you know, uh, society can think of new ways to protect mm-hmm. the car and the key fob and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we have that solution on our website, as Martin said, 222tips.com. Another thing that we're doing, and, and it's, 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 you know, I, I, when I saw it, I thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, Ryan, who's kind of helping out with our social media here <laughs> and working with the, uh, the guys in the holdup squad, put together... The Hold Up Squad Most Wanted video, a Christmas yes, video, yes, um, for the for the folks that we've folks, but the, these knuckleheads that we've been uh, looking for in the last couple of, of weeks, hilarious, I think five of them. So go to the website, go to YouTube, and check it out. But just for comedy's sake, um, we're going to play you the audio of that video. Are you ready, guys? Let's do this. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Help identify us this year. The police will give us bracelets. The police will give us bracelets. The police will give us bracelets. Help identify us this year. We'll all go to jail once we get some. We'll all go to jail once we get some. We'll all go to jail once we get some. Help identify us this year. Great job, guys. We totally nailed that. So hilarious, dude! Right, <laughs> hilarious. And and so just to give our listeners um, an idea of, of what you just heard, so picture a video of I think there's five different uh, offenders that we're looking for. Still frame, still frame video of, of them in action. In action, and what Ryan has done is he's 
overlaid the audio uh, and has their mouths moving. So they're so the bad guys are singing this song. Yes. This hilarious. Just just go just yeah. go on social media and you watch. Yeah, you have to go watch it. You're <laughs> going to hopefully laugh, but uh, more importantly, maybe if you know who any of these uh, guys are. Share it. Give us a call at 416-222-8477 or go online on our website and leave us a tip of, of who these people are. But this guy, Ryan, he's he, he's you clever. Know, very clever. Very clever. Uh, it's a good way to get uh, some some Christmas cheer out there yeah. at the same time as getting information out there to identify these these goofballs. Very unique yeah. perspective. Man. It's really unique. I like it. It is. Like and I mean, it. thanks to you guys too, Martin Milton, for uh, helping Ryan. I know he's he's reaching out to you guys for some insight and mm -hmm. connecting him with the, the team at Hold Up to, to get this out there. So what else? I mean, what are you doing for Christmas, Martin? I'm keeping it very simple. Obviously, COVID's got us all kind of mm -hmm. locked up at home, trying to stay positive, keeping it positive. Um, but um, it's going to be a quiet Christmas this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just to make it fun, mm -hmm. I'm going to cook like there's 20 people coming. Over. Bro, so you're going to have more food for me the next time I see you. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of leftovers. I'm going to have to take yeah, a I'm, drive, I'm man. I'm going to make a drive. You know, you know, I like barbecuing, so yeah. I'm doing a brisket, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do uh, a turkey as well. Nice. So I'm smoking a brisket, which will be a, a task in itself because my briskets are usually about 15 to 16 hours. Wow. Um, and... Uh, Doing, doing my turkey in the oven. Nice. But um, I'm going to try to make it almost like we're having yeah. family over. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of the containers that we can put away and, mm -hmm. you know, put things to freeze and just enjoy. So you know? outside of the turkey and the brisket, what else do you have? What's your tradition? Like your meal at the table? It's how I do my turkey. It's how you do you your know, turkey, tur eh? Turkey, mashed potato. Yeah. Uh, my wife does a, a homemade... Uh, um, cranberry sauce that's mm. just amazing nice so we usually kind of do that traditional yeah um, traditional kind of Christmas dinner um, not so much the ham and all that yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the brisket is what kind of yeah that's your signature yeah what about you Milton oh for me um, I'm just in a Jump on Martin here, man, with that brisket business. Man. I know. <laughs> you, 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 may have, you may have a, a visitor coming <laughs> yeah. to your house to steal some food. You know what I'm saying? My, it's my, house, crime of the week. my house will be March locked down. <laughs> I, 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 I love brisket, you know, but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. For myself, you know, it, it's, it's different this year because under normal circumstances, I have a huge family. Yeah. And we always get together over the Christmas holidays and, you know, we have food and festivities and, you know, so this year is going to be a, a little bit different, but nonetheless, uh, my thing is, you know, still be in that festive season of giving and yeah. looking out for each other and looking out for others there who are less fortunate. Yeah. So yeah. trying to just to give back to the community and, and doing for other people. So even though we can't have that family get together in the mm -hmm. ways that we normally do with the big, you know, gathering and festivities, but I, I think, you know, think I'm still going to try and just... You know, be giving and, and have yeah. that giving spirit sure. and just that welcoming spirit and just, you know, try and, mm -hmm. and do things uh, social media. So, you know, just yeah. try and connect that way and, right. and reach out to family in the States right, and, right, right. and otherwise. Yeah. And, and my sister in Jamaica, and, you know, just, just keeping it. Keep connected. They keep connected. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and so we got just, just different. Yeah. Just different. And, and eat food. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I mean, so for, eat some food, man. Yeah. For my tradition. Um, you know, we have 
done barbecued pierogies. Wow, that's yeah. different. Barbecue pierogies with a little bit of bacon, some onions. Bro, you have to try this out. I will. Then we have um, uh, cabbage rolls, which is also a signature in our household, mm-hmm. and the potato pancakes. So it's, mm. that's from the Ukrainian side of, of me. And then, you know, just from the Scarborough side of me, we're going to be putting in some jerk chicken, maybe some jerk ham. Not really going to do a turkey, um, but yeah, so... You know, some good food. I do. Yeah. I do this. <laughs> All my turkeys are twenty-four pound. No. You know what? I, you they're, know they're, they're they're big turkeys. So hearing what we're talking about, I think next year, no joke. What we should do, as it, you know, hopefully we're out of this COVID, from a Crime Stoppers perspective, between you and Milton and me and maybe some other board members, because we have a lot of culture on our board. Yeah. We should do a food drive, where we make food, mm-hmm. and then we bring it. And, and maybe go to one of these homeless shelters and we feed the homeless. That sounds good. You know what I mean? Like, I like we, that. we do that, you know, maybe not on Christmas Day, but leading up to Christmas. Because, yeah. you know, we have some really exciting news coming uh, in January for Crime Stoppers Month. And partnering with our friends at Momines mm-hmm. is doing hoodies for the homeless. Hmm. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about that uh, come January. Yes, yes. But it's going to be a really cool initiative. So... So getting to today's episode, we have Detective Mary Bruner from the Toronto Police Missing Persons Unit, Homicide Unit, here again to talk about Toronto's Missing. So we're going to be talking to her, and then we have a new episode, yeah. or a new segment, yeah. I should say. Uh, we have Detective Sean Marshall from the Coordinated Cyber Center Unit, or C3, C3. as they're known on here to talk a little bit about uh, what they do and then we're going to get into future episodes on safety uh, and awareness topics on a new uh, segment we're going to be calling online detective online detective you know yeah. I've, I've been to their office yeah cool cool eh that is the just like their name c3 is that a cool name cool like, like coordinated it, cyber center sounds cool but c3, i'm with c3 screens yeah yeah screens and screens <laughs> It's not like TV, mm-hmm. so get that whole thought out of your head, yeah. there, folks. Solve a crime in five yeah. minutes. Nobody's got the yeah. holographic uh, screens where they're moving things around mm-hmm. in the air, but uh, these guys are doing amazing work yeah. here in the city of Toronto um, and uh, assisting investigators and actually out doing their own thing yeah. as well, but we'll get into that yeah. um, when we speak to uh, Detective Marshall for sure. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, just, just in our talk and going forward and what... Uh, things they can bring to the podcast. I'm super excited to to learn yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, let's uh, pass it over to uh, Mary. We have again Detective Mary Bruna from the Toronto Police Homicide Missing Persons Unit here to discuss one of Toronto's missing cases. Mary, welcome back. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Hello. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Good, good. Um, Thanks for having me back. For sure. Um, So I just want to start off with this uh, right now. uh, Toronto Police has approximately 572 missing persons in the city of Toronto. Oh, wow. That number is actually substantially down uh, from a few months. We were well into the mid-650s, so... Uh, people have been working really hard to bring these number down. These That's, numbers down. Mm-hmm. You know, Excellent. missing people. We have no control over the numbers because the numbers are fluid. Sure, and yeah. people go missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no control over that. But 
we rely on the public's assistance to help us find these people. And so obviously something's working. Mm -hmm. That's great. Hopefully maybe just getting out there with this information through social media, even the podcast is creating more awareness and definitely what you guys are doing in your office is working. So Mm -hmm. let's just keep it up. Yeah, I hope so. So today I'm bringing to you, uh, we just recently did a media release on an individual who has been missing since May 15th, 2020 this year. He's identified as uh, Liebohang Toby Nickel, and he is 39 years of age. Toby is originally from the trans, uh, from the Sudbury area. He is of no fixed address. Uh, he is known by many uh, people in the Church Street corridor, as well as the Queen Street West and Parkdale communities, he did do a lot of all. He does do a lot of volunteer work in that Queen and Bathurst area. Okay. On May fifteenth, two thousand and twenty, Toby had been last seen at the hospital uh, earlier that day, and from there he left the hospital. And in the afternoon, and we last known him known him to be at Bathurst and Richmond Street, at approximately 5:30 p.m. that day. I can tell you that he's described as a black male, five foot five, 130 pounds, with a small to medium build and Afro-style hair. And uh, also in the video, I'm not going to go on with the physical description because it. You should watch the video that yeah. Crime Stoppers is posting. We do have that video uh, available for for you to watch on all of our social media sites, including our website. So I will uh, I will personally make sure that that's on our our website as well and be the um, the newest featured uh, YouTube feed on the website. Chuchuchutips.com. That's great, Martin. Um, in that video, we have some still images of Toby that. Hit, from that particular day. So you can see exactly what he was wearing and uh, you can see exactly what he looks like as well. There's a number of other photographs of Toby, uh, you know, prior uh, to May 15th, 2020. Again, Toby's family and friends are worried about him and we're pleading for his safe return. If anybody has any information concerning uh, his whereabouts, we encourage them to call the Toronto Police Missing Persons Unit you can, again, Crime Stoppers. As well, you can go to the National Center Missing uh, website, and he's featured there as well. And you can also um, post a tip there if you like. Excellent. You know, Detective, uh, you know, as I drive around the city, Sean and I were out, we were doing some filming uh, on another project uh, most recently, and it seems like every forested pocket of the city has tents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this weather and um, with what's going on with COVID, uh, there's a lot of people that are kind of risking um, being out uh, facing the weather and the climate conditions um, instead of being in shelters because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, definitely concerned there with uh, with Toby's health and well-being if, uh, if he is out in those areas, if... if uh, you follow the podcast and you frequent and maybe assist um, people that are out in these uh, makeshift communities. Um, definitely take a look at Toby's photo and 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 keep an eye out for him mm-hmm. if you can. Yeah, you're you're right on that, Martin. There are a lot. Of, unfortunately, COVID has displaced a lot of people, 
and they want to avoid the shelter system. So they are seeking shelter in you know makeshift tents and uh, compounds, uh, which is unfortunate. As well, you know, we rely on those people to report one another. You know, if they they need help and if there's mm. anything uh, that we can do to assist them. And again, you know, if Toby's out there or if somebody knows where Toby is, mm -hmm. just simply call us and uh, we won't release his whereabouts to anybody. We just want to make sure he's okay so we can let his family know that he's okay because there are people out there that do love him and uh, are concerned for his well-being. Yeah, for sure, especially around Christmas time. You know, the, the family and the friends want to make sure that he's doing well and possibly comes home. So if you know of Toby's whereabouts, please call Crime Stoppers at 416-222-8477. Or Mary, they can call you guys directly at which number? 416-808-7411 or email us at missingpersons at torontopolice.on.ca. Perfect. Mary, thank you once again for coming on. It's always a pleasure uh, having you on the podcast and getting these uh, messages out there. And hopefully, you know, through what we're doing and the work and the hard work of your team, um, can find some of these missing and, and make sure that they're either coming home or giving some closure to the family member that um, is looking for these these folks. So thank you. Congratulations thank you. again on getting those numbers down. We, yes. Oh, we, we wish you in the new year. More of the same uh, success, for sure. Thank you. It's a group effort. We have a lot of people that are working, you know, in the field that help bring those numbers down, that work hard to find those people. Absolutely. Enjoy the holidays as best as possible. Thank you. You too. I mean, you know, hearing some of the positive numbers uh, that Mary was talking about and, and, you know, what they're doing, this is great news for the yeah. city of Toronto. Uh, you know, I remember when we were talking at the beginning of this series and Mary's first introdu introduction um, to the podcast, just the overwhelming numbers yeah. of cases that mm -hmm. her office looks at and mm -hmm. for them to be beating down those numbers... Um, the way they are right now, like that's that's some real dedication to the work that they do, and and hopefully uh, our listeners are sharing the podcast, they're sharing the uh, social media feeds that we put out there, and uh, these these cases are being solved. Yeah, missing person cases are being solved either by um, you know that mm -hmm. interaction and synergy with, with yeah. officers getting information directly from the public. Or through Crime Stoppers. Uh, either way, they're they're getting the job done, and, and you know, hats off to the City of Toronto for any assist mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. make in in this work, um, the officers' work, and um, just keep up, keep it up, man. Yeah. Now there are people out there, like I said this to in Mary's uh, segment there. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people out there helping the homeless all the time. Right. If you have friends, family that do that sort of work. Get them locked into to this podcast and and at least uh, Mary's office and you know mm -hmm. she's looking for these people and COVID's got people displaced. Absolutely. Um, for all you know, the person that you just brought a little soup to could be a Absolutely. person that uh, yeah. is just kind of out there, doesn't want to be reached by their family, but the officers need to close the case. Yeah. So if if they can if they can just get mm -hmm. that information, speak to the person at least they can close the case and yeah. it could be just one more less 
on their plate. And yeah. sometimes the family doesn't necessarily want to know exactly where they are. They just want to make sure that they're, they're safe. safe. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Just yeah, and we'll have safety. more information in our bio to the link uh, for Mr. Nickel, as well as to uh, other missing folks that are uh, around Canada, but specifically in Toronto. So we'll have all that in the bio. And, you know, hey, listen, this is a really uh, interesting uh, person that we're going to be speaking to next, Detective uh, Sean Marshall um, from C3. So let's throw it over to that interview that we did. So as we mentioned off the top, we have Detective Sean Marshall with us from the Toronto Police uh, Service Coordinated Cyber Center, or C3 unit. C3. C3's in the house. In a new segment, we are calling the Online Detective. Uh, Learn ways of how to keep you and yours safe online. So with that, uh, Detective Marshall, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Detective, you know, it's a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure taking your course uh, the other week, by the way, but... uh, Definitely a pleasure having you on the podcast today because you have this very interesting, very unique um, office working out of Toronto Police that I think a lot of people aren't aware of and and not even aware that Toronto has such uh, an impactful infrastructure for online investigating. So uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself, your history, and uh, let us, you know, let the listeners know about this, this unit, C3, and what it's all about. Sure. I, I often joke that I don't really understand how I got pigeonholed as a nerd on the job, <laughs> but the reality is I know exactly how I got pigeonholed as a nerd on the job. I've been interested uh, in working with computers for, for most of my life, going back to having a Commodore 64 when I was in public wow. school. So uh, since then, I went to uh, the police college when I got on the job. And at a division, I became the person that a lot of people would come to if they had problems with computers, either in their own or if it came up their investigations. Uh, then I worked here at headquarters for four years uh, doing child pornography related investigations, mm-hmm. which at the time was the real unit that was uh, doing investigations involving the internet. Uh-huh. And most other places weren't really doing that. Uh, and then after I got promoted out of there, I went on the road as a sergeant and then they started up uh, C3 and they were looking for supervisors. So I jumped in, I managed to get in on the ground floor in 2000. 14 so i've been doing this for six years i mean there's there's always a a spot for skill sets right and i mean the police service is a you know multicultural you know uh ecosystem just like everywhere else i mean having skill sets like yourself in the computer world is the same thing as having a skill set in let's say the holdup unit right so i think it's a important job that you guys are doing and you know I, i i i'm happy that you guys have come on the podcast to let listeners know what exactly you know you guys can do but also some techniques on how to keep safe as well yeah yeah absolutely an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure as they say right so Mm -hmm. the better uh, a job people can do of keeping them safe themselves safe on the internet the less work for me put me out of a job that's fine yeah (laughs) true (laughs) well i kind of have the same the same thought process as well i know i know your office is uh, based out of a secure location uh, we, that we will not disclose here on the podcast, but um, you have quite quite the staff um, that you oversee. How many people work out of this office? We expanded a little while ago. Uh, I believe we're about 23, including civilian analysts and a researcher. And that's comparable to other agencies in North America. You know, where would you guys fit in? 
Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I know Calgary has a very strong um, cyber investigative office, and they've been around for uh, at least as long as we have, so about mm -hmm. six years or so. And the OPP here in Ontario, they do as well. They have a very large office. I couldn't say what the numbers are for either of them. And then the RCMP is spinning up the National Cybercrime Coordination Center, or NC3. Uh, and it is a process that they've been going through over the last several years to roll that out. It's going to be very, very large. Right. It'll be the largest one in Canada. But their job will mostly be to coordinate investigations across multiple jurisdictions. Right. So exactly what is it you do? Like I know um, investigations come into most divisions um, and a person in our... Uh, Criminal Investigation Bureau would be uh, tasked with, you know, starting this investigation. And it's my understanding, um, at times they have to lean heavily on your unit. Um, but it, but it's also my understanding that uh, there's been some changes within your unit where you guys are now out there in the field doing your own thing as well. We are. So previously, when we started up, so going back six years, we were an investigative support unit, so we wouldn't take occurrences from divisions. Instead, we would sort of guide them through the process of investigating it. But now the crime types have changed. A lot of it has become much more complex. It's beyond the resources of some of those officers to investigate them. So our office will now take investigations ourselves. So if you are a small business that has been affected by ransomware, for instance, that gets investigated by our office because it's a very complex issue. That also ends up involving often an international investigation because these people are targeting whatever business they can find, wherever they can find it. So it could be here and in Australia and in Belgium. Right. And it's the same uh, threat actor that is doing all of that. So our investigations end up being deconflicted internationally as well. So I'll work with other police agencies trying to put the pieces together and find the people responsible. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of, of a layman right now yeah. um, and wondering just how much cases you guys have coming in on a weekly basis like you have 23 people working out of this office and that's that's a big office we do I know that for this year I don't know the exact number it's probably a little over 2350 that we've done so far this year Wow! yeah so it's definitely a very busy office the intakes vary it could be something as simple as you know, this person just posted a threatening video to YouTube, uh, threatening, you know, Premier Ford and Mayor Tory. Can you please capture a copy of that video to uh, a ransomware investigation that's going to take weeks or months to wrap up? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, each intake, it's kind of a, a poor metric because they can be anywhere from 10 minutes to 10 months. But we certainly, there's no shortage of work. Right. So a lot of patience. Yes, absolutely. Definitely a lot of patience with investigators there. Yeah, for sure. I think the, the biggest misconception for most people is that they believe anything that they do on the internet is, to a degree, anonymous. Right? But, yeah, that's People, people that's think, well, oh, I can make a threat. No one's going to know it's me, right? And bullying on social media and whatnot. Um, and, and I think we all know that that's not entirely the case. I think that's true. There's some people that can make a threat on social media mm -hmm. and then believe, well, everyone should know I was just kidding yeah. or I didn't really mean it yeah. or whatever. I mean, certainly that's what they say when they get caught at the very oh, least. Oh, sure. <laughs> but you're never really as anonymous as you think on social media. There's things yeah. that, uh, that can be done to try and figure out who is responsible for, for these actions, and that's what we do. Whether it's social media or if it's ransomware and, and corporations are being impacted by uh, what we're seeing out there as far as criminal activity online, um, there's always room for 
um, some preventative measures to be taken um, by the average person out there, citizen out there. Do you, what's, what's, what, I guess what I'm trying to say, and stumbling through it, <laughs> is, is there any sort of tip that you would have in the things that you're seeing, maybe in the nature of, of, uh, of crime that's happening and impacting people online, that you can provide some of the listeners? Well, there's a phrase that's used in, in cybersecurity, and the phrase is trust but verify. Mm. So you can take the information that you get from somebody, but at the same time, do what you can to verify that it's actually accurate. So if you get an email from a loved one saying that they are overseas and they're trapped and they need mm. money, then obviously you want to help that person, but check and make sure that that's actually the case and it isn't just some random email that you're receiving. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're getting an offer that's too good to be true, then do your research. Okay, if, and they have a word for that, that type of email. Phishing emails? Phishing emails, yes. yeah. 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 Okay. So you can believe that these things are actually happening, especially if it's a family member and you're concerned, you can't just dismiss it entirely, mm -hmm. but verify that it's actually the case. If you're getting an email from your grandson, then maybe you know call your kids to find out if your grandson is actually okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, they usually target the, the elderly, right? Because, you know, why not? They're not really going to know. Maybe they don't have the means to call. One thing that I that I have been seeing as well is uh, retailers. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see how many complaints actually come into the police regarding um, scammers that will call a retail establishment, a gas station or whatnot, and say, hey, this is the president of your company at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, please activate $2,000 with a gift cards and then read me the numbers. And really, it's a scam. The employee doesn't know better. How many of the retailers are actually reporting this into the police that that scam is happening? When it comes to the retailers, I hear more about it from employees than retailers. Mm -hmm. So we'll often hear from employees and it will be an email that just arrives in their inbox from their boss or someone claiming to be their boss asking for gift cards or whatever or for a personal favor. Right. From retail establishments, we don't have a lot of those complaints that, hmm. that I've really heard of. But that is something that we would definitely follow up on. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely. Interesting. There's this meeting that I was privy to and I was able to attend, and we did a presentation. And we were talking to a group of, um, I guess, white hats. Yes, yeah. Right? And um, we were talking about um, what they felt comfortable when, when it comes to reporting crime, the things that they find online when they're, when they're doing website or infrastructure assessments for corporations when they have a new system in place. Um, they, they sometimes stumble upon things. Um, they're privy to information within their circles. Um, we had this long discussion and it, was, it turned out that they were, were very comfortable in a secure drop type reporting system. Yes. And um, I don't know if you just see behind uh, Sean there, that's our secure drop. Yeah. Um, system that uh, we have in-house here. Um, I was just wondering how um, how that can be better, maybe brought to those particular individuals in by your office now that we have it to you know maybe get them giving us some of the reports and information that you guys are looking for that they're more comfortable reporting in this way. So I, I'm not sure if this is something that's coming up in the future. That we can we can address, but uh, definitely um, looking forward to maybe activating those white hats mm -hmm. and getting them active on our secure drop uh, uh, tip portal uh, in the future for sure. Mm -hmm. Actually, we would love to get information that way. 
um, white hats or, or hackers that are sort of using their powers for good by looking for vulnerabilities and, and proactively searching for uh, weaknesses that could lead to a data breach. A lot of the times businesses will uh, reward them so like a, through a bug bounty program, if they find a weakness, they'll get rewarded that way. Hmm. But if they find material on servers or if they find things that they're not comfortable with uh, and they want to report it sort of anonymously, then the secure drop uh, that they have through um, the Crime Stoppers, I've seen on the Crime Stoppers website, um, that is information we would gladly receive it that way and we can act on it mm-hmm. for sure. Sean, this is great information and I know we spoke a little bit earlier about having a go forward uh, for you to be on the uh, the podcast with some topics of prevention and whatnot. So I'm really looking forward to this new uh, segment called Online Detective. So thank you uh, so much for coming on the podcast, and uh, we look forward to having you again. Thanks very much for having me. I look forward to coming We're going to have to find some theme music for Sean. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm already on it. I'm already on it, bro. I'm already on it. I'm thinking 1980s, something with yeah, yeah, Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night Rider. Night Rider. In reality, we all want to be Magnum P.I., but it's probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably Night Rider. Yeah, yeah. I'll find something. I'll find something. Anyways, man, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us. Thanks very much yeah. for having Thanks a lot, boss. self-proclaimed nerd within the job <laughs> service you know you look at it and it's, it's true though there are so many diverse skill sets within the policing community specifically the toronto police service mm-hmm. that get on the job for one reason and then have this skill set and they they transition into this More new unit something else, yeah. and it's it's an added tool in the toolbox of the toronto mm-hmm. police service yeah to help solve crime and keep community uh, members safe so yeah I know some of the people that uh, that uh, work uh, under Sean, and mm-hmm. uh, they came from that field of, of, yeah. of IT and yeah. uh, IT investigations as yeah. well internally yeah. with their companies uh, that they used to work for. Um, I'm glad that they're doing. They're happy doing what. Yeah, they're exactly where they need to be. For in sure. Toronto Police, uh, doing really good work there. And, and um, as you and as you're listening out there, just in case you know, maybe you're somebody that could be part of yeah. the Toronto Police Service. You may have a skill set you never thought. Yeah. That's, you know, that can be utilized in the Toronto Police Service, but you never can tell. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. I mean, outside of having a good, secure job yeah. as a police officer, you know, do your time, get mm-hmm. into specialized units, use your skill set. So, yeah, yeah it's, right. I mean, it's a great recruiting push there, Milton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Former yeah. recruiter. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, as we conclude, I would like to remind everyone that community safety is a shared responsibility. See it, say it, stop it. Remember, you remain anonymous, criminals don't. For more information, please visit us at 222tips.com and follow us on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast to stay connected and join the conversation. Please share our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, email us at crimestopperspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be safe. Be well. Be blessed and walk in. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and happy new year. Yeah. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Blue
is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is poison brown. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. Face I'm afraid the plans that we made